The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, good morning, everyone. <clears throat> so, continuing this theme of Satipatthana, I want to repeat what I said at the beginning of the meditation because it's so important. Maybe say it a little different way. That um, this practice of Satipatthana is not static. Uh, it's uh, it involves a a, a onward leading journey involves, I like the metaphor deepening, a deepening into our practice, into ourselves. Uh, it, uh, it involves a unfolding. And um, just like if you uh, were really tense in your body and you fi- you're running around doing a lot of things and you finally had a chance to sit down, you might discover that your body begins to unwind and relax and open up. And that's an unfolding, that's a deepening, that's a that's part of this journey. The way that human beings are created is that uh, we, we are d- dynamic processes that can unfold in all kinds of ways. And they can unfold, they can move towards greater and greater tension, and strain, which we can feel in our own eyes. You can see sometimes when people are really caught up in something that their eyes are fixated. See when they're afraid, you see it in their eyes. And um, the um, and it can unfold in, in beautiful ways. It can unfold in greater peace and relaxation and openness. And so the Satipatthana is very much part of this dynamic process of life that sometimes is not understood when the practice is described in ways, kind of the rhetoric or the way the practice is described, sometimes even said, just be aware, just accept things as they are and be aware and don't try to change anything. And um, it's, it's kind of a good advice, but even if you're not trying to change anything, if you practice that, you will change. You can't help but to change, things open up. And so there's the dynamic process of satipatthana, and um, and so the journey uh, for each of these ex- thirteen exercises, satipatthana, kind of begin with a statement. Like for um, for the in the beginning, it says for the body, it says, and how does one how is one how does one observe the body in terms of the body? How does one observe the body in the body? And then it describes the exercise on breathing. One knows the breathing, knows the qualities of it, the characteristics of it. One experiences it, feels it deeply. And then one, uh, and also one experiences the body. One begins experiencing, feeling the full body as one breathes. And then one relaxes the body. So the instructions are to know, to feel, and to relax. When we really settle and get get gathered together, get unified, get present with the breathing, we're not distracted and fragmented in our mind, but really here, settled on the breathing. At that point, uh, the practice opens up to uh, this ability to just observe. 
And sooner or later, it kind of comes to that because at some point we start feeling that part of the tension is the um, too much doing in meditation, trying too hard to know, trying too much to get concentrated, trying too much to relax even. And at some point we're relaxed and settled enough that it's just a matter of settling back and observing uh, our experience. And then the text says, once you go through this process, this is how one observes the the um, the body in the body, the body in terms of the body, and now we understand a little better what it means. This expression to uh, observe the body literally says body in the body, but that grammatical form of locative in uh, it means um, in terms of the body. So just in terms of the body, not in terms of someone else's body. You know, someone else has better hair than I do. We just know our hair for what it is, independent of anybody else, without the judgments and the comparisons. We just know our body in and of itself in its own term, not about comparing it to the pa- our bo- how pa- body was in the past, how it was in the future, to ideals of the body, to judgments about the body, um, to what's fashionable and body types and whatever. Just being the simplicity of the body. And... Um, and uh, to experience, to, to observe the body in terms of the body. And this observing uh, 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 is a kind of, a, the word for it, anupasati, is kind of an emphatic seeing, a clear seeing. And this ability to see clearly, to be an observer, to watch, um, is some people uh, prefer not to talk about it too much because it can create a kind of separation, a dualism between our experience and and being the watcher. But uh, that can be true if we're not really settled in practice in a deep way, and that's why we have to go through the steps of the these steps of knowing, feeling, and relaxing in a deep way. And at some point, uh, there's no duality in seeing. Because in a sense, there's no watcher. There's just observing. And, um, and observing is cool, relaxed, open. Um, uh, there's no interference, no judgment, no wanting and not wanting. It's ability to step back and watch. And the reference point that I keep using for this um, is... Um, the kind of relaxed watching that some people do, uh, of like uh, watching the waves or the in the ocean, or watching a flow of a river, the current of the river. Some people can be mesmerized, just kind of watching. It's very relaxing, and concerns of the day fall away. Or there's a kind of not, you know, the mind relaxes around everything, just watching the waves, watching the current, watching a fire burn. And some people can watch it for a long time. And, and uh, or if it's not watching something, uh, listening to the sound of water, even if you're not watching. So, if the this emphasis on seeing is is a problem for you, um, the alternative is to hear, to listen. So, like listening to the listening to the flow of a little creek or river, listening to the rain falling, sometimes listening to the gentle uh, breeze in the trees. That uh, you can just lay there and just listen and and. Uh, the wider world falls away. It's just you and the experience, and, 
And it's not even you after a while. You don't only be thinking about yourself. It's just the experience. Um, the first time I had this in a kind of palpable way was when I was maybe 17. And it was actually driving. I was in the back seat of a car and, um, and uh, going for long trips and just watching uh, out. And something inside of me just kind of got very peaceful and quiet, just watching. And, and uh, it was almost as if time stopped and, and there was almost like no thoughts in a wonderful way. And, and, um, and then I, I would kind of come to, in a sense, uh, when something happened with my friends who were driving or they said something. And I realized that I had been just so deeply relaxed just watching the scenery go by. So I don't know if these examples um, inspire some reference point that you might have for this kind of observing. Uh, so perceiving, uh, so we don't overemphasize the, you know, it's, it's with the mind's eye, the mind's ability to perceive. And so uh, this observing is a state, this is a state where uh, we just allow things to be. We're not trying to fix or judge or be with things. But it's doing it at a very, uh, when we really are well established we, that we can do it. At least that's how it works for me. Some people have access to observing much sooner than maybe I did when I started practicing. And they find that it's so liberating right away to settle back and just to watch and observe. And some people, it's only when the practice is really settled and concentrated that it makes sense to back off and just observe. And... Um, and sooner or later, uh, the idea is to, is to have this non-interfering, non-trying-to-do-something, uh, uh, attain anything. Just settle back and just observe. Now, this is, uh, now this is uh, part of this dynamic process of the practice. It isn't that we, we settle back to observe, and that's the end of the story, and it's kind of boring. Um, it's so we settle back to observe, and that begins to open up a new way of practicing and being. And that new way is uh, uh, described in the refrain. After each of the exercises, there's a refrain. It's called a refrain, but I don't know if that's really the best um, uh, way of describing it. Um, uh, it's like there are many different ways of practicing mindfulness. And they all kind of funnel into uh, a particular set of insights, the deeper insights of insight meditation. And so the, the what so-called refrain uh, is this uh, description of what happens when you come into the, the you know, everything comes into the common, uh, you know, all the different streams of mindfulness come into the d- depth of practice and they all share the insights part of mindfulness. And uh, so uh, we'll start that on, on uh, Monday, talking about the refrain, the insight part, how this is onward leading once we are able to observe experience. And the last thing I'll say is that um, uh, don't feel like you have to follow along with what I'm talking about in your own meditation. Um, in the guided meditations I do, it's partly just to give you a hint, some of you, a hint or a sense or of what's, uh, what's possible. Um, and the teaching is also to open up the map and the, and the terrain of mindfulness so that as you keep practicing, uh, when the time is right, 
you'll recognize what's happening and recognize how to go forward. And um, it's asking a lot to kind of follow along all these steps, you know, as if it's so easy. One, two, three, you can just, you know, develop it this way. But I do hope that it's helpful. And So um, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to our time on Monday. <laughs>